time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test no, he's the one, yeah. Yo, what up, City Point? It is so, so good to be able to be with you all. We are in a brand new series for the month of June titled The Social Gospel. And I'm excited to God on what we are going to talk about this month. We're going to talk about engaging at the next level, what it looks like for us to do uh, ministry in a way that is pleasing to God. Uh, in a way that honors what the gospel is supposed to be all about, and that is ministering to the least of these. So I'm going to jump into a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to jump into this first word for the um, for the month of June. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for uh, speaking your word to us. I pray in Jesus' name that you will minister through me to these your people in a way that is real and in a way that is relevant for them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's look at, uh, we're going to look at for this uh for this first sermon, um, uh, the subject, you must be born again. You must be born again. So we're looking at John chapter three. John chapter three. It's a familiar passage of scripture. John chapter three, verse number three. It says, Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Based on the number of people who profess to be Christians in America, we have a whole lot of people who are born again, yet the systems, society, and structures that they create and maintain have not yet been born again. I want to make the case that not only must our souls be born again, but that our society and our systems must be born again as well. This concept of being born again meets us in John chapter 3. As Nicodemus meets Jesus, it is there that they have this very peculiar meeting. Nicodemus is a well-respected Pharisee. He comes to meet Jesus, this person that is acclaimed, is famous in the region, is a very controversial rabbi. He comes to meet Jesus under the cover of night. And in the midst of Nicodemus beating around the bush, Jesus gets to the heart of the matter and says to him that no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Jesus lets us know that he is not speaking of a natural birth. No, he speaks to Nicodemus's question and says that nobody can enter into their mother's womb a second time. No, Jesus says, I'm not talking about that kind of birth. The kind of rebirth that I am talking about, Jesus says, is to be born again from above. Jonathan Wilson Hartgrove quotes one scholar as saying, to be born again, one must be resired from above. That is effectively to be regenerated. That is effectively to have your values changed, your attitude changed, your morals reshaped, and to have them shifted to be in alignment with your cosmic parentage. 
But may I suggest to you today that it is possible to change our individual behavior, our individual ways, and it is individually possible to change that stuff through the rebirth while at the same time leaving the systems that we participate in creating and upholding or defending stuck in the same paradigm of our old ways. In short, what I'm saying is that many Americans have been born again, but we have left our social systems, our structures, and our ways of being in society stuck in sin. And so therefore, I submit to you today that America must be born again. America must be resired. America must be born from above. The reason that America must be born again is because, first of all, it was founded on principles of darkness. Yes, it was founded on principles of darkness. When the constitution of this nation was drafted and ratified, it contained within it the structures and the founding principles and the governing principles of this nation. Now, although not spelled out explicitly in the document, its implied meaning, which was interpreted through amendments and Supreme Court decisions in subsequent years, upheld principles of white supremacy, sexism, and patriarchy. These ideals, ideals are effectively built into the fabric and the structure of this nation. It permeates every single sphere of, of every single institution in our society. It, it, it permeates everything from banking to education to housing to healthcare to policing. These principles inform the way that our systems operate. It is so natural that for many people it is nearly unnoticeable, but the victims feel the impact every day and in real ways. But although these things may be embedded in the fabric of America and may have even been codified within certain laws, I want to suggest to you today that they violate a higher moral law. Yeah, they violate the law of God, which says that all human beings are made in the image of God. They violate the law of God, which says that one is to love one's neighbor as oneself. They violate the law of God, which requires justice and mercy and humility, according to Micah 6 and 8. And so because America was founded on principles of darkness, it must be born again. Secondly, not only must America be born again because it was founded on principles of darkness, but let me say to you, secondly, that America has to be born again because it has used religion wrongly. I am reminded of Paul on the Damascus Road. Paul was on his way with letters in hand to drag and jail any Christian that he found in Damascus. Paul was deeply religious he would later refer to himself in Philippians chapter three, verse five, as having been a Hebrew among Hebrews and regarding the law, a Pharisee. In Paul's mind, he is doing the Lord's work when he is on this road to Damascus to persecute Christians. But y'all know how the story goes. Paul is knocked from that horse and he is blinded by a light and he hears a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? which Paul re replies, who are you, Lord? Paul, 
in discovering that the God he thought he was serving was the God that he was persecuting is struck blind, but it is right there that Paul receives some new spiritual sight. As a result of this transformational experience that Paul experiences, the born-again Paul's mission has now been shifted. This incident that happens in the life of Paul It illustrates for us that it is possible to be deeply religious and deeply wrong. It shows us the possibility of using one's religion wrongly and in ways that render it deeply harmful to other people. I want to say to you today that this country, that America, has yet to have a Saul Paul experience. But like Paul, it has used religion wrongly whether it is the use of scripture to uphold the institute of slavery, whether it is using the Christian faith as a weapon to control and dominate women or to use the Christian faith as a tool to segregate the races, America has used religion wrongly and it must be born again. May I say to you finally that America not only must be born again because it has used religion wrongly and because it was founded on principles of darkness, but thirdly and finally because its systems perpetuate wickedness. Jesus, in his encounter with Nicodemus, spells out to Nicodemus that a rebirth is necessary. This nation with a history of sin and oppression, of wickedness and exploitation, must undergo a new birth. It is not enough for the people to be born again. Let me say that again. It is not enough for the people to be born again because if regenerated people function within an unregenerated system, then the system will perpetuate the wickedness that it has always done. No, it is not enough to save the people. The system also must be saved. In the words of Dr. King, when referencing this passage in John chapter three, verse three, your whole structure must change. King would go on to say, America, you must be born again. It is not enough to just save the people. The justice system must be born again. It is not enough enough for us to host crusades for the people to be born again. Our labor system must be born again. Our housing system must be born again. The educational system must be born again. All of our institutions must be born again. And when we bring it all under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, when the whole system is born from above rather than from the scheming machinations of the profit-driven human mind, then in the words of Dr. King, This will be indeed a great America, and we will have been the participants in making it so. America must be born again.